Because we all get wrapped up in this stuff so much, and then we think, well, what the hell do we do? Do we not uh, read the news at all and then become disengaged with everything? Or do I remain engaged, but at the same time have to deal with all this stuff? So that's what this is all about. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Helping to make your life at least 1% better every single day. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey, this is Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host. As usual, welcome back. I hope you had a great week. If you're listening in real time, it is uh, June the 28th of uh, 2018. And uh, if you're not, then it doesn't really matter because we're gonna. I'm going to talk about something that you can use now or you can use when you listen to this, uh, regardless of when it is. So this week... I got really wrapped up in the news cycle and I, you know, over the years, I tend to kind of go into news and out of it depending upon how interested I am it, it, with the, with the dumpster fire that's been going on ever since the election here in the States and with Brexit and now with all the populist stuff happening, I think Italy uh, was, it uh, happened somewhere else too. It, uh, with all that stuff happening, it, it, it tends to wrap you in. It tends to suck you in because you think that it's the end of the world because all of this stuff is happening that shouldn't be happening. You would think that as human evolution progresses, we become more empathetic to everybody. We, we want to become more inclusive with everybody. It's a global economy. That's what the Internet did. That's what technology has done. It has connected all of us. And you would think that that would be the natural flow would be to just to become more connected and more accepting of things and everybody kind of work together a little bit better, uh, which is really what is called uh, expansive human evolution. And that is not happening. And the reason is, is because I think it happened. All this happened too fast. The technology happened too fast. The internet happened too fast. It was too big of a wave. And what happens is anytime something happens too fast, there uh, there's a lot that's left behind. And in the case of what I'm talking about here, a lot was left behind in regards to people in the U.S. and this transition into this different type of world and different type of economy. There are some people that weren't psychologically ready for it, emotionally ready for it, or economically ready for it because they're still stuck in the old system. The old system being all the old jobs and how they do stuff, and they were left behind. And it's and they're they're not being heard. And that's and that's what happened. And that's the reason why we have the current political situation that we have today. So all that being said, I get wrapped up in this stuff because it's it's one of those things where I'm like, don't you understand that this is this is going to be okay? This is good for everybody. But they don't because they're looking out there. It's fear. It's just it's just a fear based thing. And again, if you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, please look at that because it's it describes everything that's happening in life and that ever will happen in in your life. And you get a really good idea where you where you sit currently. But it's uh, in the Maslow thing that people are operating on like the first two low, low levels of survival. And it's, you know, fear, it's food, clothing and shelter. They just want they just want to be able to put food on the table. And I get that. It's not like I I don't understand that because don't we all? I mean, isn't that the whole point in, in doing all this stuff is to take care of that stuff first, take care of our loved ones, create some really good relationships and then have a kick ass life and do fun stuff. I mean, that's really I would think that would be the goal of most people. So all that being said, it has led me to finally doing something to where 
I'm going to make a shift. I'm going to make a shift in the show. And it's because of headline stress disorder. And that's the title of the show today is Your Cure, Your Cure for Headline Stress Disorder. Now, what is headline stress disorder? If you, if you take the words, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm going to go through it real quick. I'm going to go through what it is, where it came from, which is kind of an interesting story. And it just came up. It literally, there was this one guy a couple years ago that just coined this phrase, but it makes perfect sense. And it just came up. And I think it's important to kind of, because we all get wrapped up in this stuff so much, and then we think, well, what the hell do we do? Do we not uh, read the news at all and then become disengaged with everything? Or do I remain engaged but at the same time have to deal with all this stuff? So that's what this is all about. So what it is, what's, what headline stress disorder is, is it, it was a phrase coined by Dr. Stephen Stosny in 2016. And uh, I think it was a piece in the Washington Post. It was not a piece in the Washington Post. And what he said is, for many people... Continual alerts from news sources and blogs and social media and alternative facts, alternative facts, feel like missile explosions in a siege without end, emphasizing in many ways that current news can leave us feeling helpless to create change. Now, Dr. Jana Scrivani further explained why, I think she was on NBC when she talked about this, uh, she said, headline stress disorder feels all too common. Being tuned into the 24-hour news cycle may fuel a lot of negative feelings like anxiety and sadness and hopelessness. Subjecting ourselves to an endless barrage of tragedies and trauma can foster a real sense of being out of control, which basically they're both saying the same thing. So, because an unrelenting exposure to panic-inducing headlines can trigger your limbic system. And here we go again. I talk about the limbic system all the time. This is that part, that that primitive caveman brain part, the first little piece of the of the brain stem that has the amygdala, and this is where the the fight, flight, or or freeze response is. This is your initial impulse reactions, and this is what this all of this stress and what the news is doing. By the way, as as a as a side note, Trump's doing it on purpose because he's trying to screw with your head, so you just say, "Ah, fuck it," or you just or you get so stressed and overwhelmed that he just kind of does his thing. And that's and this is this is what he's been doing in business for thirty, forty years too. So that's it's not it's no surprise. So because this is getting right into your limbic system, it's causing symptoms such as nervousness and agitation and fear. And that's why headline stress disorder may feel very similar to anxiety, because it really is. It's triggering the same stuff as legit anxiety. Not to mention the chronic stress can also cause symptoms like muscle pain, a weak immune system, uh, you know, gastrointestinal, intestinal health issues, changes in heart rate and more. I mean, it just, it just screws you up completely. Mentally, physically, emotionally, just a mess. So I also want to bring up a study that was released by the American Psychological Association just last year. And it said that nearly 57% in the United States reported that the current political climate was a significant source of stress. What's more, 63% of the study participants reported the future of the United States was somewhat significant stressor in their lives. <clears throat> so all that being, this, is, this shouldn't be news to you either. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're probably a part of this whole thing where you're like, I, what the hell's going on? And I need to do something about this. So let's, it, it turns us to the question. The question is how to stay knowledgeable about and engaged in current events, how to be a part of the whole thing, how to read the news and, and understand what's going on and be on top of current events while protecting your mental health, while not getting wrapped up in all the stuff and, uh, and getting in, in, in having the stress takeover. 
No, there's there's a couple steps here. I'm gonna go through the captain obvious steps first, and it's it's push uh, take uh, take off your push notifications on your phone, and in, avoid your social media. What I like to call loops, social media loops. Those are the the people that you have in your feed, your friends, friends of friends, and also the pages that you have that that you know they're that's their job. Their job is to constantly alert. And they want to keep everybody uh, on top of things. And I have no issues with what they're trying to do. I have a, a very good friend of mine that posts, I don't know, 10 or 15 things a day uh, having to do with this kind of stuff. And I, I appreciate what the intent is, but it it can take you over the edge. And, as, and even with certain things like, I like Dan Rather. Uh, Dan Rather's got a good page, but his... Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's signaling the apocalypse and I, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. But if you're constantly reading that stuff and constantly exposed to that stuff, it's going to, it's going to have an impact. And, uh, and that's what we're trying to get away from. So that's the first captain obvious. That's the obvious stuff that, uh, that you can do. Uh, you can also take action. And this is another thing that you might not have thought of initially. I didn't think about this, but you can take action. Uh, to where you feel as though you're a part of the solution instead of just hearing about the problems, which means you can donate to organizations that you feel are as though are doing what you feel as though or speaking for you in regards to what their actions are, or what they want to accomplish, what they want to change uh, based on what's going on now. Or uh, you could volunteer with an organization and uh, and do some good because. And, and this is where it comes down to the whole psychological and, phil- and philosophy twist here. If you donate or you volunteer and or or both, what happens is, is that you you make an automatic shift and you shift from being a consumer to a creator. And when you shift from a consumer to a creator, that's where the all of a sudden now you bring it inside of yourself. You, you become empowered. You are empowering yourself to be a part of the solution. And what happens is when you do, your focus goes into yourself, your focus goes into you being a creator of good, of what your intentions are. And when that happens, then a lot of the stuff that's coming at you, a lot of the stuff that you'd be consuming, uh, it sort of puts a shield up and you don't feel as much. You don't get stressed out as much because you're like, this is going to happen or this is happening right now, but I'm going to do something about this and that's going to make you feel good. And that's the whole thing about empowering Versus, remember what the what I talked about at the very uh, top of the show in regards to the two psychologists that were talking. They were saying about people feeling hopeless or helpless, and if you feel helpless, then uh, it, then empowering yourself is the opposite, and that's why that all that's better. And so the last thing that you can do is to to create a, a, a better environment for you to get rid to cure your headline stress disorder is reading more inspiring news because I mean, I, uh, this is uh, another obvious statement. There's a lot of stuff that goes on around the world, in your neighborhood, on your block every single day. You don't get it fed to you because certain things take priority. Certain things get, get the headlines. Certain things get people to read the articles or watch the TV shows. And that's why they're, putting that on. I mean, let's just be honest with you. All that being said, 
it, it's, I think it's very important to just kind of look outside of that and maybe do a little, and it'll take some searching unless you have certain things like Upworthy in your newsfeed. That'll bring out, that'll bring you over some pretty cool stuff. Or even Bustle's got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Elite Daily, uh, Mashable, uh, Vox. They have some, uh, but you have to set it up to where you are now being exposed to other things that are going on. Because if you're constantly, and this is just psychology 101, if you're constantly bombarded, by negative, 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 negative in terms of that, that creating the world around you, that dictates how you see things. What happens is it, it frame, it's, a, it's called framing and it frames your world as a certain way. Now I always use it as an example. You know, when you go on a roller coaster or you go on the, at, at Disneyland or probably Disney World too at Splash Mountain and at the end, you have uh, there's a camera and it takes pictures of everybody in your car going down the thing and people have crazy looks. They have it now. This is kind of like that, because if you took that picture and you just did one row of people, let's say the first row and the first row is two people that are scared shitless that they're falling down this, you know, 50 foot drop and they're going to get wet on the bottom. So their face looks like they're like the face of death. I mean, they're like they're they're scared out of their minds. If you just take that picture and you frame that, that the reality of that ride would be it's a very scary ride and you feel as though you're going to die. But if you take the next roll back behind them and it's two two other people who are having the absolute time of their life and their hands are up and they're shouting and they're or they're high fiving and they're having a great time. And you just look at that part of the photo. That's what you're going to think about the ride. The ride is the ride is amazing. It's unbelievable. It's the funnest thing you'll ever do in your whole life. Then you can go to then you can go to the third. Then you can go to the third uh, aisle back there, the, the third row of seats, and it'd be a couple people that are um, that the guy's engaging, uh, uh, proposing to his, um, you know, to his fiance, or they're holding up a sign, or they're flashing you, or something. And that would give you a whole other thing. Like it's like. It's exciting or it's sexy or something. Again, it's all how you frame your life. And and coming back to what I'm talking about in terms of the headlines, if you just listen to the headlines, if you just see the world as those problems, you it's gonna it's gonna stress you out. It's gonna create a really negative vibe around you. And it's not the whole picture. And that's the whole point. The whole point is is to understand that there's a lot more stuff going on, and there's some really good stuff going on. And I got to tell you, I don't know how much traveling you've done, or how many people that you know, uh, or how many friends that you have, but there's some really great people out there. Most people are really great people, and all they want to do is they want to uh, have a have a decent life, and they want to uh, you know raise their kids or or have friends. And, uh, they, they just, they, they don't want to, you know, piss anybody off. They just want to kind of cruise and do their own thing. And, and, and I think that's most people from what I've seen and what I've heard. So let's take a look and let's shift the frame now. Let's shift the frame from those two people that are scared to death in the front row. Let's shift it back to the, the guy holding up a sign and the, and the chick that's flashing everybody type of thing and, and look at, and look at a little more of a fun side of of everything that's going on and look at a more of a positive aspect it doesn't mean the negative goes away that's that's not what that means i had i had a client that that would not that was not cool with this for a long time because she said i don't want to put my head in the sand 
not the case. You're not putting your head in the sand. All you're doing is you're reframing your reality based upon a bigger picture and the understanding that if you had your choice of choosing between the ice cream sundae on the table and a big pile of dog shit on the table, which one would you pick? Would you choose to continue to say, oh my God, I can't believe this this pile of crap is on the table. I can't believe it. Why would you put this in front of me? Or would you go, damn, ice cream sundae. Grab the ice cream sundae and just you know bail to the back of the room so you don't have to deal with all the crap on the, on the desk. That's the whole point and that's the essence of reframing. It's not burying your head in the sand. It's understanding all that stuff's going to happen. You can continue to be engaged, but you balance yourself out with the fact that there are many, many other great, amazing things happening at, at, at all at once at the same time there's a ton of stuff going on and i'm going to share three things with you and from from now on this show will be based more on that based more on the framing of the of the great things and the positive things and the things that will help you go along uh, daily and to expand to become a better overall version of yourself to the best version of yourself which you'll never get to the best because you'll get i mean you might get there one day and then the next day you be, you'll you'll better that right because that's the whole thing about being 1% better every single day so a better version of yourself every single day so that so i'm going to share three things and these are the three things that came up for me this week the uh there is in uh, uh on today.com there was a a woman uh, uh <laughs> she uh, 27-year-old Chloe Fosberg of Southampton, England, recently broke up with her boyfriend of four years. Well, what happened was her sister uh, then pulled up important family photos that Chloe's exes appeared in. Because if you're with somebody for four years, you're going to be in a lot of pictures, maybe weddings and bar mitzvahs and all that stuff. So her sister, this Chloe's sister, uh, pulled up all these photos where Chloe's ex appeared in with her and replaced him with pictures of Chloe's cat. So Chloe says, my cousin got married and my boyfriend was in all of the official pictures. So when we broke up six months after the wedding, my sister thought it'd be fun to replace him with a picture of my cat. It was a joke, really. I felt a bit bad to have the pictures ruined with photos of him. (laughs) But my sister made me feel a little bit better about it. And actually, after they sent it to the boyfriend... Uh, since it was a while afterwards, he was, he thought it was pretty funny. So, but I, I thought that was pretty, and you got to see, I'm going to put the link in the, uh, in the show notes. <laughs> you got to see the picture. It's not just a cat picture. It's one where he's like standing up and it's just, it, oh, this is weird. It's, it's, it's hilarious to the point where I uh, included it in, in the show. The second little news story I want to share with you came from MSN, MSN.com and, um, the headline was special needs teacher dies with a secret fortune and leaves a million dollars to her former school. So friends and former colleagues were shocked to learn two months ago that Via Kava, who died in 2011 at age 89, had quietly amassed a fortune worth several million dollars and had left a million dollars of it to New Jersey's Dumont School District to fund college scholarships for special needs students. That's a human being. That's that's somebody that we can all. I mean, that's amazing. I I'm not going to say anything about that. Anything else that leads me to the third thing. And and for me, even though that special needs thing is awesome, this thing is the by far you want to you want to spend the best 23 and a half minutes of your whole week. I suggest you do this. Uh, If you if you watched if you uh, are James Corden, late, late show, uh, James Corden. If you watch him, and of course, carpool karaoke, 
I, I don't know anybody who doesn't know about carpool karaoke, mostly just from YouTube. But and it's really good. Some of them are not super great, probably because I just don't like the artist particularly. But uh, this one, this is this is the best 23 and a half minutes of TV I've seen in a really long time. And it was with Paul McCartney. Now, I have a I, of course, I have a, a certain connection with Paul McCartney because being older, I grew up with the Beatles. Well, I grew up actually the Beatles ended i was young still but i literally grew up with the beatles and i even in my bands when i first started doing my bands years and years ago we played mostly beatles songs because they were they have been the biggest influence uh, musical influence to me as a musician and just as a person uh, of my whole life so all that you know uh, so i have that connection but even though even if you don't have that and if, if you're younger and you might know who paul mccartney is i uh, it's not really about who he is. It's about, it's just about two guys getting together and Paul going back. He goes back to Liverpool and he takes a ride around Liverpool and he stops at different, he stops at the pubs they used to play at. He stops at uh, the old house that he grew up in. And it's all about going back into the fact that, that the, the music was, it was positive and it was about love and it was about friendship and it was about sharing and it was, and it was, uh, it was, it was just, there's a lot of magical energy in that. And they really tapped into that. And James Corden is such a huge fan, you can tell. And I want to uh, read you a little bit of an excerpt from the, from the article that, that came with the uh, video. And this is from NPR, but you can see the video all over the place. Just go to, I'm going to put, again, I'm going to put a uh, link in my show notes, but if you don't want to go through that, just go to YouTube and go to Paul McCartney Carpool Karaoke. It it'll it's amazing. It's so awesome and heartwarming and the fact that this guy, this one guy has had such a huge positive loving influence on so many people. And the music that he created and him and with John Lennon and uh, and George Harrison, they, it just it'll go on forever, and it's just it, it's one of those things where it's that kind of that light in the sea of shit that's been going on to the fact that that this is a this is a creator that gave he just gave his passion and he gave his purpose, and uh, and I want to read this. It says uh, the mood switches when Corden asked McCartney about the inspirational positivity of so many of his songs. And McCartney tells the story of being visited in a dream by his late mother, who advised him that things would be all right and to just let it be. And McCartney wrote the song Let It Be as a result, and he and he, and as he and Corden finished singing the song, Corden started crying. I mean, he started weeping because it was so powerful. And that's really the whole point. That plus the fact that they they go to one of they go to one of the pubs in Liverpool that uh, that the Beatles first start, first played at. And uh, they were behind this curtain and uh, they just surprised everybody in the pub and people were going ape shit that McCartney's playing all these these old Beatles songs in this pub in the middle of the day on some random day. It was it's so much fun to watch this. And again, it's uh, 23 and a half, give or take minutes. You will not be disappointed it, it, whether you know about all about the Beatles or you don't know all about the Beatles. Uh, it still will be amazingly inspiring to see, <clears throat> excuse me amazingly inspiring to see how this guy how something that's so positive can impact other people and people actually having fun so it's great that's uh that's the show i hope you like i hope you like it 
I hope that you get on board with this whole positivity thing and reframing things. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm tired of talking about all the crap and uh, I want to bring out some good stuff. I want to show that that side as well as wrap it in in regards to how you can use it or, or what kind of philosophy and psychological psychological take uh, that we can get from that. You can go to javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D, to uh, see all of the videos and the podcasts. And it's on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud for the podcast. YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. It's The Java Bud, and, and all the videos are there. And uh, that's about it. If you have any questions, uh, if you have anything to add, if you have any positive stories or something that's really cool that you know about, please send it to me. It's Tony at JavaBud.com. I'm always looking for stuff like that because it's, I mean, why not, right? Let's balance, let's balance each other out and, uh, and be good to each other while all this crap is going on and realize that, that you know, it's, it's like McCartney said, you just you got to let it be. It'll be okay. Everything will be okay. I mean, out of the 53 years I've been around, I, I, there's been some shit that's happened around the world and things tend to turn out okay, even though it doesn't look like it right now. So I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.